Brush is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Brush redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you leave the dentist. A fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with the code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. I started thinking too, like this movie clearly isn't for like little kids because they can't sit through it this long. And Mm -hmm. all the references are like we said, like 70s, like punk and fashion. So it's definitely more of an adult themed movie, I guess. But Mm -hmm. is this for adults? Is this for us? You may fire when ready. podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. Fine Monday morning. I almost said morning, Monday evening. Um, don't know why I went with that. I get my days confused. We're thrilled <laughs> you all could be joining us for a very special episode. My name is Doug Wagner. I'm one of the co-hosts of Films in Black and White. We are going to be down a co-host, but I think you all will take this trade-off. I got to be oh, honest. Oh, yeah. Absolutely going to take this trade-off because you lose Brian, which, sad day, you lose Brian. But on the bonus side, you get two people from toronto who are gonna Mm. absolutely crush this shit so i am Mm. not like worried about it but at all uh in order to do this though we got to introduce the other co-host who's going to help me hold this down a one marcus j destin marcus what's up what's up listen it's been a long weekend you know happy memorial day everybody but you know we we got some special guests in the building and you know i'm kind of ready for them to come on in and let's set the vibe early like brian we miss you you're not dead i was gonna say rest in peace but like rest (laughs) in peace because you're resting (laughs) in peace but not because you're dead but i love you brian all right well let's get after it so Y'all know that we have a habit of connecting with people via social media, uh, whether that's dropping into people's DMs and just setting <laughs> stuff up for this podcast yeah. that is unique. We did it with Adam Egypt Mortimer, and we guess what? We're back on our bullshit, and we did it again. Um, so we had an exchange with a podcast called I Hate Your Taste in Movies um, about the movie we are going to be discussing today. Um, reached out to them, uh, and we basically connected and, and are doing kind of a little bit of a crossover episode. I guess that's what you can call it. Mm. Um, but just so you all know who we are bringing on, um, I Hate Your Taste in Movies is, I should have had this ready, um, I Hate Your Taste in Movies is a weekly movie podcast where three friends with very different tastes force each other to watch their favorite movies, give their unfiltered opinions, and put their friendship to the test. Fire. So we, this week, have two of the co-hosts for that group joining us and i am going to bring jen in first uh just a little bit about jen jen is a person who spends far too much time on the internet because it's her job she loves horror movies and gets a lot of joy forcing the others to watch particularly gruesome kills she also loves cats harry potter baking shows and reading she contains uh multitudes um jen 
Welcome to Films in Black and White. Yeah. <laughs> we are what so happy you are joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. This is so exciting. Yeah. Jen, how are things in Toronto? Uh, we're still in lockdown, so not great. Gross. Um, okay. The weather's getting slightly warmer, although it did Ooh. snow this week because Ooh. everything's horrible. Mm. So, snow? What? You said yeah. snow? Yeah, there was snow the other day. Oh, oh. Um, okay. I'll be because why you. not? What else? <laughs> yeah, I'll, be, I'll yeah. be praying for you. Yeah. yeah, we, I mean, we in South Dakota know all about snow, but yeah. not in like almost June. I mean, we yeah. got a, a May snowstorm, but June's pushing it. I feel like Canadians, we normally love to brag like we're so much better than the States. But right now, I got nothing on you guys. Like, we're <laughs> terrible. I can't go outside. It snowed in June. Like, oh, take man. it away. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. South Dakota. Yeah. Hey. Well, I mean, hold on. Just be careful before <laughs> yeah, you yeah, jump, yeah. Just, jump on that ship. Jim, Jim, I don't know. I don't know if you want to say that. I mean, yeah. we're not a political podcast, but I mean, we yeah, can just go there. Pump the brakes. Yeah. Um, okay. So... <laughs> We, though, need to invite your other co-host into this show. Um, Austin currently works in education outreach for a music company and has a passion for escape rooms, dogs, and, well, more dogs. She's a musical theater nerd and will subject anyone to in her path to ramblings about Stephen Sondheim, Bernadette Peters, or the superiority of the original Broadway shows to their movie adaptation counterparts. Mm. Everybody, welcome austin to films in black and white austin how you feeling hi thank you for having me this is exciting i'm feeling good good um you and i probably would get along when it comes to the musical thing um as marcus knows i have a a smidgen of a personal vendetta for movie uh, like musicals as like in movies being the like the driver <laughs> of things um, okay when i see it on the stage here for it 100 percent but yep. there's just something about I can't connect with it as much when it's on a screen. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's a, it's the two such different mediums. I don't know. Something doesn't always connect. Sometimes there's amazing ones, but they're few and far between. Like Dream Girls. Dream Girls is <laughs> yeah. the the best musical ever to hit the screens. <laughs> or Chicago. Chicago is another really Chicago's near perfect one. True. But yeah. How do we feel about Rent? Hmm? How do we feel about Rent? I love oh, Rent. It's one of my, not the movie, not the movie. We talked about it on our podcast a few months <laughs> ago. Uh, but I mean, I can't hate it too much because that shows pretty important to me. That's true. <laughs> rent, rent is like a theater, like will move most oh. people to tears. But I just, there's something about the movie made it hard for me to connect with it, not to, to throw it out. No, but, for sure. Sure. We can have a whole other podcast just about musicals <laughs> and, and things like that. But we have a whole show to get to. And we have a great movie. Well, hold on. Maybe not great. We have a movie to get to. Um, oh. so, Spoiler. <laughs> Starting early. Huh? I'm not trying to start early. I'm just, I don't want to, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. I'm trying to build the suspense here. Mm, okay. um, but Jen and Austin, we have a game called Catch That Quotable. And Marcus and I thought it would be fun if it would be team oriented this week Ooh. and so we uh this is a game where we basically the point of it is to prove what we don't know um about movies and movie quotes it's it's yeah, not a, a, a show of what we know it's actually more of an inadequacy thing more than anything um but we asked the two of you as a podcast as an i hate your taste in movies podcast to uh come with a quote and I am going, we are going to let you all go first since you are our guests <laughs> and have you read your quote to see if we can figure out where it is from. So mm -hmm. ladies, take it away. All right. Austin, do you want to read? Uh, why don't you do the one that you, you brought to the table? Okay. 
Um, I will do this dramatic reading and I'll try Ooh. to not try to not do the same intonation as the actor in the scene so that okay. maybe it's a little harder for you guys. I mean, you yeah. can if you want to come. We're really bad at this game. I, I don't I think he kind of <laughs> underplayed it, but we're I mean, not. That's we're not. This isn't like a humble brag. We're off with this. Because okay. <laughs> I will be as well. Yeah, we'll have no idea what you guys give us. But this okay. is the one we got. So uh, after we watch the bucket list, remember to cross watch the bucket list off our bucket list. Hmm. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So after we watch the bucket list, mm -hmm. remember to cross watch the bucket list off, off the, bucket the bucket list. list. Okay. Um this feels like a comedy, just right off the jump. Has That's to be a comedy. Like. Has but to be a comedy. You know the first movie that comes to my mind is What's Ted. That? Is Ted? Ted. Hmm. For I mean, some reason, Ted the Bear comes to my mind first. That is a note to self style type moment. A de definitely a Seth MacFarlane style comedy. Okay. Um, okay. The um the other bucket list means somebody's to... dying though, right? I mean, maybe I don't know. Okay. I can't make heads or tails of this. The only movie that comes to mind is the comedy with Norm Macdonald start like called Dirty Work, and that's because he does a lot of note to self type moments in that. Mm. But that was like from like 1995, so there's no way that that's, <laughs> that this is what yeah, that was. That saw the future. That is, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Unless he's he knows something we don't, which. <laughs> Nope, that's just not a thing. That's a good point. Um, is, is there a hint? Can we get a hint? I can give you a hint. Okay. Great. So the star of the movie that we're watching later is in this film as well. Mm. Oh. If it's Emma Stone, the number one Emma Stone movie that comes to mind is either La La Land or the one where she's, what's the one she got an A? The Scarlet Letter. Easy but a? it's not the Scarlet. What? No. The Scarlet Letter oh, was the book. I thought Easy you said you. I thought you said UCLA, and I was like, what are you talking yeah, about? It's a movie about the uh, UCA, <laughs> UCL Bruins. Yep. So that's what I'm, okay. Or that weird movie where she played an Asian woman. Which Did not see that one, so. Yeah. I don't even remember what that was called. But. It was right, Aloha. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, Doug, here's what I think. I think we go Scarlet Letter. Oh, do you mean Easy A? Because you're going mean, to get yeah, it wrong. Sorry. I'm sorry, my bad. Easy <laughs> A. Easy, easy A. Uh, unless you have a better guess. I, Marcus, I have nothing. So okay. you go right ahead. Marcus J. Destin would like to plug his answer in, and I'd love to go with Easy A. You are correct. Oh, yes. oh man. Well, that, you know, that is that I'd is like to thank my mom. Um, <laughs> I like to thank my mom. <laughs> It's good, Mimi. We, Mimi, we appreciate you. Well, yeah. that's awesome. Thank you for the quote. That's I forget that about that movie all the time. I've rewatched it a handful of times, just when it's been on TV or if there's just nothing else popping or what else. I'm trying to catch up on Housework or what have you. But um, that's a good one. Good guess. Good one. Way to incorporate yeah. what we're watching later in in your quote. So, <laughs> all right, are you all ready for our quote? Here we go. Sure, uh, as ready as I'll ever be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will also try to not do a dramatic reading, um, <laughs> so just hang in with us there. Okay. Try any sleight of hand with my money, and I'll cut your throat. Ooh, oh, I, that's geez. aggressive. I just right off the jump, on, that was man. aggressive. Um, try any sleight of hand, like with with our guests. Like, hey, thanks for joining <laughs> us. Hey, this is this one's gonna get rough. Um, try any sleight of hand with my money, and I'll cut your throat. Mm, heavy. Okay. okay. Maybe like some sort of crime movie. If there's right. money and throat cutting, some sort of like casino heist type situation, some gangsters right. maybe. Yeah. 
I like where your brain's going because the first one I thought of was like, oh, sleight of hint, magic? Is it now you see me? (laughs) I love now you see me. I do too. I love it. I will defend that one. One and two. I I haven't seen seen two. Oh, two's pretty good too. Um, Okay. Do you have any specific guesses there, Jen? No, but now I'm thinking about now you see me. (laughs) (laughs) Could we get a hint? Yes, you absolutely can get a hint. Mm -hmm. Your hint is Tom Cruise. Oh, this is a Jen question then. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I do love Tom Cruise. Ooh. But I can't place this quote. Fun fact, Doug hates Tom Cruise. I do not hate Tom Cruise. I make fun of Tom Cruise for being a Scientologist. Yeah, I do fair. not hate Tom Cruise. There's, yeah, a very, there's a very fine line. It's a very fine line of he's a fantastic actor. He goes, it may look have done his own himself. Stuff. Look at him, look. look. But look at him defending himself. he's also a little nutso. So. I, that's honestly probably where I am. I, I call myself a Tom Cruise apologist because his movies are great. He's a great performer. The cult thing, not great. Yeah, no. let's just, we need to dial that back hard. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one I'm going to think of, I don't know if this is right, but you know where he's like the producer in Tropic Thunder? I feel oh. like he's threatening people a lot. In oh, that sure. One. That's okay. a good guess. That is a fantastic that's a good, guess. Yes, great movie. That is incorrect, yeah. but that is a great guess. Great this guess. is the 1996 movie Mission Impossible. Oh. Which with Tom Cruise and John Voight and, and a lot of other folks. I mean, after the second Mission Impossible, who's really keeping up? It's like Fast and Furious. Oh. It, is, it definitely is. Keeping yeah. up. Mission Impossible 4, Ghost Protocol, best one. So just that's all you, you need to know. I, Ghost agree. I feel like that one had the most the story a storyline that like it was like a good compelling storyline. That's fair. Yes. I stopped watching after two, so I have some catching up to do. But that's typically <laughs> what happens with me. I did the same thing with Fast and Furious. I stopped watching after Tokyo Drift, oh, and here yeah. we are. That's where same. I am like, catch up. do I want to go watch all eight before mm-hmm. Fast Nine? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, and the Jurassic Park Fast and the Furious crossover that's going to be okay. Hard. I will be front row for that. <laughs> like, I will buy my ticket now. <laughs> me too. I want to see Toronto. I want to see Toronto drive up the back of a T Rex and off the top of his head in a Camaro. I just feel yeah. like that's what's going to make my day. I. I don't know, you guys. I just, <laughs> just don't know. Um, to answer your question, Jen, do you watch them? So uh, our listeners will know that I'm a dad. I have two kids. Um, my wife took my two kids and herself to see her parents, and I stayed at home because I had some work stuff that I had to take care of. Um, and what did I do with all of that freedom? I sat down on a Saturday night and watched Fast and Furious, then Too Fast, Too Furious, back to back so just give yourself a little bit of time in between that's that's more of a like cautionary tale of you know just just split it up just a little bit spread them out that's the smart way to do it and then when you're done you get hobbs and shaw's a little treat yeah that's there you go treat yourself exactly (laughs) with an oil Um, rock that's exactly um we have a movie though to get to and a more i don't want to say interesting but a certainly a a different a more recent movie than that um um ladies and gentlemen we watched the disney movie cruella um for the podcast this week now i think it is important to note because this is an international thing we got going today Mm -hmm. um that marcus and i saw this in a theater so no restrictions (laughs) 
Not, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm not gonna brag. It's probably a bad thing. We it, probably I rushed mean, right <laughs> into this. So. All things considered, yeah, it probably is. But that, I mean, so I went to a theater this past weekend. Marcus watched, uh, went to a theater this past weekend. Jen and Austin, how did you all consume this particular movie this week? So it is on Disney Plus here in Canada. Okay. So it's available. We just legally cannot go sit in a movie theater and watch it. Got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, but again, very different. Like you can start and stop. And so, you know, rewind if you need to. That is actually kind of where the cards maybe are a little bit more in your hand because mm. there's some parts with this that I wish I had the ability to go back um, and check out for a second time. So, That's fair. yeah, um, before we get into the movie and the highs and lows and what we would do different, Marcus, do you want to try and give us a barbershop summary for this movie? I sure can. Thank um, you. <clears throat> so what had happened was uh, <laughs> there's if you like Ocean's 13, the Joker and uh, uh and the devil wears Prada, you're going to love this movie, okay? Because this is this is exactly what this is. So you get the story of a young Cruella as they try to take us on this journey of forgiving her for killing puppies and using their fur as, as, as clothing. So we go and we get this sentimental backstory where we have Cruella, and she's growing up in this school that was very sexist, by the way, because they were just kept punishing her, but that little boy kept getting away with hitting her and throwing her in the trash cans. But so they, they we get this story, and, and she, she thinks she's being raised by her mother, Mother, spoiler alert um and this lady and this and she goes into this big house and this big fancy dinner and the baroness is there and the baroness kills her mother which she finds out later on down the road that these dalmatians killed her mother and that is just enough reason for her to go skin these dalmatians later on down the road so so what happens is they go and we get this entire story of not her being cruella but her being estella who is this lady with you know who's red hair with a bad wig but i thought she dyed her hair but for some reason she's wearing a wig and i don't know where that changed um so so there we go and she meets this crew and they she gets her dream job but her dream job is really a poo job and then she got to build her ranks up and the baroness takes her in turns out oh my god cruella is the baroness's daughter and the other lady was just a nice lady taking her in so then you get this story about fashion and you get the story about like dalmatians and dogs and it was a lot of cgi dogs like a lot of cgi dogging like i don't know what was happening but like um th there's this whole story behind it and then then it turns out the baroness go and she gets arrested because they set her up and she does sometimes there's a skirt parachute i don't know how the fuck that happened but a skirt parachute happens and then that's pretty much how the movie goes you know that's uh that's pretty close i'm not gonna lie to you that's that's pretty spot on, a rough <laughs> overview without getting in too into the weeds with it. And that's yeah. what's important is you didn't yeah. get into the weeds because that's what we're going to do here. Um, just to kind of give everybody the 20,000 foot perspective of who is in this particular movie. Um, and I'll give you the rundown. Emma Stone plays Estella slash Corella. Emma Thompson plays the Baroness. Um, other notables that I am aware of, but my co-host my co-host and others should chime in if there's somebody famous that I'm missing. Um, but Mark St Strong plays John the Valet, um, and I think for the as far as like a real like a a list talent, that is pretty much it. Is there anybody that I missed that like is good in something that I just overlooked? Uh, the only other one that I was really aware of was uh, sorry, I'm just looking up his name, Paul Walker Hauser, who played Horace, because I just oh, recognized sure. him from I Tonya. Oh, <laughs> sure, that's true. Who was the sure. butler? Who was the the? Did you name him already? The ball headed. Mark Strong. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love that guy. 
Um, the budget for this particular movie um, it was between 100 and $200 million, and as of now, it has pulled in roughly $27 million at the box office, because again, we're kind of in this weird space where we can actually report those kind of numbers. Not that that really says anything about whether it's good or bad, but um, kind of interesting to note. Ladies and gentlemen, let's start off on a high note. What did you all like about this particular movie? And Austin and Jen, why don't you all jump in first? Um, sure. <laughs> I, I okay. This will not be a surprise to well to Jen anyway. <laughs> but I really liked the music in the movie. I thought okay. it was a fantastic soundtrack and did a really good job at placing you in London in the seventies, kind of the dawning sure, of the, sure. like the punk scene that she's getting herself in and like some some bangers of songs it's a good soundtrack and i thought mm -hmm. it did its job <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. completely agree yeah, yeah. that yeah that, some of the songs on there were an absolute home run so mm -hmm. um absolutely I actually went i went and listened to that soundtrack after the movie was over because they they just had a lot of they had a good mix of newer songs they kind of kept it within their time period um mm -hmm. and they did well of not really introducing anything super super new but like they, you know, Florence and, Mach and the Machines is on there. Then you have Ike and Turner. And then you just, it's a wide variety of music. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I like the most. So I, I absolutely agree. The music was fire. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Completely agree. Jen, anything that you jumped out that you were really like excited about? Yeah. I mean, I liked a lot of the costumes, I think, because the movie is very in yeah. fashion. There's a lot mm -hmm. of really creative outfits. And especially there's a part where Corella is kind of pulling all these different stunts and having all these dramatic outfit reveals. I kind of got into the drama of that. I really enjoyed seeing what she was wearing and things like that mm -hmm. for sure completely agree good. marcus anything that you found like that just kind of to get us uh kicking off on what you liked yeah okay so i'll it'll be two so one was the casting i really liked the casting and the surrounding and the surrounding cast it didn't really feel like it was just an emma stone movie you really sure. did get like a full story from um horace and and i forget the the other guy's name but like Jasper. the Jasper, thank you, Horace and Jasper. You really got a full story with them and how they felt. You got to see how they felt with Cruella um, and Estella and, and this transition into these characters. Um, I like the diversity, and that was the second thing yeah, that I like. Sure. Um, what I didn't notice that I had to go look up afterwards was um, Anita and and and. God, what is his name? Ron? Roger. 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 Thank you. Anita and Roger. They completely changed the 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 um the the the, the uh ethnicities of these characters. Um, and that's why I did, I wasn't familiar. She kept saying Anita, darling. And I was like, that sounds so familiar. Yeah. And she said Roger, but it just completely spaced. And then at the end of the movie, at like the mid credit scene, I was like, oh, okay, got it. Okay, I get it now. So, so yeah, I like sure. the diversity and the casting. I really felt like that was done well. Everybody had good chemistry. Yeah, I completely agree. And I took note of that right away. And I will say this too. And I would say the two performances that I want to like just talk about are the things that I liked predominantly were one, Emma Stone delivered a pretty good performance. And I really did think that she really, as much as you can dive into a cartoon character, right? Because that's where we, we kind of get Cruella from. Um, she really dove into this character and was able to say things like Anita Darling, like really, really, really well. And I, it definitely triggered that that muscle memory in my head of like, oh yeah, I know exactly who she's talking about. And it, it triggered that for me. The mm -hmm. other thing that I really liked about um, performance wise is um, I'm going to have to look just one second. Her name, um, Emma Thompson. 
Yeah. God damn. Like she crushed it. Like she just did such a great job. And I feel like this was really like an Emma Thompson acting clinic. Like, cause she really like went there and she really just committed to that role and she just played it so, so well that I was just really, really impressed with her just acting chops in this top to bottom. Um, for sure. So, um, so those are the two things I think for me that was in addition to kind of Marcus, what you said, the casting, Mm -hmm. I do think some of the visuals were kind of cool too. Like the Mm -hmm. way they did the newspaper headlines coming through, I thought was really unique. Yeah, that was really special good too um but other things that people just kind of anybody jump in no real formality to it anything else people really liked or things that you took note of or observed that were kind of your jam you guys kind of touched on all the ones that i the other kind of yeah. high points like sure. the costumes i really like the wardrobe mm-hmm. and again for me it was just like setting the stage and setting mm-hmm. the scene and you know from the, the the locations and like just everything it was very um what's the word i'm looking for but it really like put you there i guess yeah. it was yeah. it was fun to watch like it was just a visually appealing movie yeah. in a lot of ways mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure absolutely yeah, I, I really enjoyed the building up of cruella like starting off as a kid and giving us this entire storyline because okay so what i did was i kind of went down a rabbit hole after i watched cruella i went back and watched the cartoon 101 dalmatians and then the live action 101 dalmatians oh, wow. and yeah. just because i needed like a refresher on Sure. The two movies, this is a different thing. The live action is very weird because soon as Roger and Anita f- meet each other, they they get married. I don't know why they do that. They was like, <laughs> yeah, we should like totally get married. And I was like, wait, excuse me, what? Um, but but um, they did well developing Cruella because outside of that, we don't have any other kind of familiarity with Cruella. Um, she's just this mean lady who skins dogs and that's it. This one gave us a lot of backstory, a lot of background. I understand why they're trying to give us a lot of backstory and a lot of background. Um, but I, I'll say that for the bad. Um, but I just think that they did really well with that. And then like the people around her that they, you know, just surrounded themselves with. I don't know. I just, I like the way they told the story. I like the plot. I like the tempo of the movie at times. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Marcus, I completely, I mean, just to kind of build off your point even more with the diversity element to it, you know, Disney did a really good job of like, it doesn't matter and they don't need to hold anything as sacred as there's Mm -hmm. that story that they told the first time as like, well, we have to tell it the same way. I mean, they Mm -hmm. definitely said like, no, we can, we can take some creative to it. And this character doesn't have to be, you know, a white lady. Like we can do this as a, as an African-American woman. So I think it's just really kind of cool that the way that they played that and they made those choices. So, um, just and again, just the diversity of it, top to bottom, I thought was really great. So mm-hmm. cool. Well, I mean, really, I mean, that's a pretty short list of good. Um, so let's kind of run into the things maybe that we didn't care for so much, or maybe things that stick out to us as like, oof. And I'm gonna go first. And I don't want to offend my guest, Austin, and I do not want to upset her, but I'm gonna say this. I had to get out a timer while I was in the middle of a theater and actually clock how much time there was between songs where there wasn't some sort of music in the background. And I think we're talking max two minutes. Like, so I think the majority of this movie has music behind dialogue. And for me, I don't know why I just, I couldn't get away from it. I li- like they would start talking and it would be quiet. And then the music, I'd be like, that fucking music is back again. Like just through <laughs> myself quietly in the theater. Like that music is back again. Like I just, I, I'm, I had just, it, it's not bad, but it's just one of those like nitpicky things that just stuck with me of like, why? Like, well, can't we just listen to what they have to say? Do I need, um, you know, 
the strokes in the background? Probably <laughs> not. I mean, I like the strokes, so it doesn't matter. But I don't think I necessarily need them in the background, do I? But, you sound you know, like a boomer. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I'm I'm fine with that. Mm-mm-mm. I am an old soul. No, that's mm-hmm. fair. I feel like there was some pacing issues overall for mm-hmm. me. And when you said th- took out the timer, I was like, oh, yeah, because this movie was like two and a quarter hours. Was that oh, why you had the time? Absolutely. Yes. It oh, felt like it, too. It felt like it. Yeah, there's no way that in any Disney movie really needs to be two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And huh. that, like... I started thinking too, like this movie clearly isn't for like little kids because they no. can't sit through it this long. And mm-hmm. all the references are like we said, like 70s, like punk and fashion. So it's definitely more of an adult themed movie, I guess. But mm-hmm. is this for adults? Is this for us to watch? Because then it's so like campy and cartoony in other <laughs> regards that it's like, <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to go for here. Like, why am I here for two and a half hours? Like, right. let's just pick a lane and do yeah. one or the other. Yeah. I mean, at one point in time, the the main character gets her apartment gets set on fire. <laughs> And the yeah. villain is like, I'm going to kill you. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't say I'm going to kill you. She said, oh, I'm just going to add your charred body to the evidence. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, there are children in here. Like, who did yeah. they That's a very good point, Jen. Of like, who is this for? Because <laughs> they this was aggressive. Yeah, it definitely... It definitely felt like two and some change because like it was a certain point I looked at my watch and was like, wait a minute, we're still here and there's still story to tell. Like, wait a minute, they're about to apologize to each other and and like hit the hit the comeback together moment amongst the group. Like there's still more to go. And it just I think that kind of took away my attention span for a little bit. And then it kind of spooked, like came back up when they got to the heist part of it all. Like just because I wanted to see how they were going to resolve it. Yeah. That's like, uh, cause we were watching it at home, not in a theater. Mm. I was able to pause it after they kind of did their first heist oh, trying to get the lucky. necklace. Yep. And I just paused and looked at the time and I was like, oh no, I'm not even halfway. <laughs> There's so much movie left. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I, no. I definitely did oh, it in oh, two no. shots. I, I don't know if it's just my attention span has gotten shorter and shorter over <laughs> quarantine or what, but I had to do this movie in, in two goes. So I apologize. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. No. And that's Again, the thing about the theater and being at home is like, I had to sit there. I mean, I paid money and bought popcorn and Twizzlers and a water and like, I got to sit broke. there and go through that. No, I didn't get the nerves rope this time. Oh, what changed? Usually that's um, like your go-to movie snack. They just didn't have it. Oh. I was sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you going to make it? No. Oh, we'll pour one out for nerds rope. Um, <laughs> that's, But yeah, that's, that's exactly where I just, I was sitting just like all of you sitting there kind of like, how are we still doing this? Like yeah. we're, we have more to kind of go over. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree. This is this, this timing and pacing was just kind of topsy turvy um, overall. Um, other things that sort of you jumped out at you and, and kind of maybe felt off or just maybe you didn't quite like. I mean, I have a list, but I can let someone else go. No, no, no. <laughs> no Give us the list. Off. This is Please, what we are here for. I feel, like, are. I feel like you guys are inspiring me to be more angry at it. Because I was like, this is a very inoffensive <laughs> film. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. But I, I want to hate it. Give me some oh, no, fuel. Okay. No, I, yeah. I didn't hate it. Like, I think I'm kind of in the same place where I'm like, it was fine. It was fun. It was enjoyable. But, like, so much of it, I'm like, why did they do that? Like, for example, Dalmatians aren't typically attack dogs or guard dogs that's not, not something that someone would have to guard their palace Good point. So they had the baroness have dalmatians as her attack dogs for no reason other than 
to have Dalmatians kill Cruella's mother. <laughs> but then throughout the rest of the movie, Cruella has dogs and likes dogs. So I'm like, is it just Dalmatians? But then at the end, she like adopts the Baroness's Dalmatians, gives their puppies away to Roger and Anita, and is like, I'll come back in five years and skin their puppies. Yeah. Like yep. if she wants a Dalmatian coat, she could just run a puppy farm out of her like castle with the Dalmatians she has. Mm -hmm. No sense. No. They should not have had Dalmatians in this movie. No. I am so glad you bought it. Thank that you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. I walked out of that theater and I went, so she's killed. She wants to skin them because they killed her mom. But then she went and adopted. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, from the walk from the theater to my car, I was like, I don't get it. Like, what? <laughs> So so why does she do that later? Like well, I just what she can what's interesting, like, what's interesting is the dialogue that they try to use to kind of so this entire movie to me, which is part of my big bad of this whole thing, is it's Disney trying to help us forget that they created this character who skinned animals and <laughs> did this whole thing. Exactly. That's, She's not a I don't need an it. origin story for this woman. I no. don't need an origin story for evil. I no. understand you want to do these anti-heroes. You want to make her like a Harley Quinn or like a, like whatever, like that's cool. But this entire movie, she was friends with dogs. And then, so what they did was at the end of it, she walked into the store with art and she was, he was like, wait, did you really skin those dogs? And she was like, no, but I'll be the villain if someone has to be. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's <laughs> BS. Don't do that. Don't, don't bullshit. Because of the choice, the choices you make later. You like make it. You make that. Don't do that. That's messed up. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And the dog presence in it was just, it was so it was like, heavy. It was yeah. heavy. Yeah. heavy, it heavy like, top to bottom. She was best friends with the dog. Honestly, if they trash. wanted me to believe that Cruella was going to kill dogs one day, they should have had her just hate all dogs because yes. dogs killed her mother. Yes. Not be like, I'm upset about dogs killing my mother, but I'm going to adopt 50 dogs. And then yes. just maybe one day, like, clearly this is setting her up, but then something else has to make her snap to be a puppy killer. Because at the end of this movie, it wouldn't make sense for her to go kill puppies. Right? Are they just That's... trying to, like, smooth over the fact that she's a puppy killer? Like, are yes. we just... Because it's been a long time since I've seen the other movies. Like, I don't... But I did remember that much. You like, are it. we just... Yeah, it's kind of the to... main point. It's yeah, the whole point. they're trying to just make us forget that she just skins puppies. Yeah. And, and the, the other thing about the movie is she skinned other animals. She skinned the last white tiger of the fur. She did all of this, like... Right. She kidnapped 101 Dalmatians. And how many times in that movie do the kidnappers say, yeah, we got to kill these puppies? Like, And he takes a bat or like a fire iron and swings it. And I'm like, wait a minute, this movie is aggressive as hell. And this is not for children. And here's the other thing I want to know. What's the origin? What moment makes Horace and Jasper go off the deep end to be able to want to do that to puppies? Yes. Because right. if you put, like, I get like Horace for a second is like, these dogs are running amok. Like, mm -hmm. I get the like tiny grudge he might have with them, but overall, really? Like, there's these are two nice dudes, and these are the people who are like, they kidnap 101 Dalmatians and think about killing them with a like a fire iron later. I just, there's something about this is like, what, what is going on? And again, like these people all have dogs as pets. Like if yes. you're someone who just hates all dogs, I mean, you're a monster. So like then I could believe yeah. that you would maybe kill a dog. But like you could never have a pet dog and be like, I love my dog, but I'll go ki mm, kill dog. and skin <laughs> that one. Like, no, people just right. don't do that. No, yeah. Yeah. no. 
Yeah. What else that's, you got on your list, Miss G? I like that. that. I like that. That, 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 that energy was perfect. That's just what we needed. Mm-hmm. This one is like really petty, but it bothered that's me throughout fine. the movie. I, I live in petty, Jen. Please. <laughs> okay. uh, no, no, he really does live there. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Cruella and Anita are like childhood friends. Yes. Right? And then I haven't seen 101 Dalmatians in a while, but you watched it recently, so maybe you can kick in there. I feel like there was never any acknowledgement that she knew Roger beforehand. So yet Roger is Cruella's co-worker in this one. <laughs> and then she gives them both the puppies so that they eventually meet. Like she like is an active part of this. Whereas before I'm like, why is Roger? Roger's also not a lawyer. He's like, not he's, a lawyer. They just threw that in so that he yeah. could be there, but really they just didn't need him yeah. in it. He right? didn't. Right? No, he didn't need to be in this entire movie. No. It's, so in the 101 Dalmatians, Rogers makes video games and he's a video game creator. And Anita works as an actual designer in for Cruella. So that's how the original huh. story goes. This one, she's a Anita's a reporter, and Roger apparently plays the piano in a bar. And they tried to like pay homage to the fact that he has that he's good at the piano. Like they tried yeah. to like yeah. mention that by being like he's a shitty lawyer, but and he's he has he plays the piano in like this really dive bar, and then they just left it and they walked away, and they were like, "Hope you paid attention." There's your little Easter egg, but that's all they had, and it was just such a half-hearted attempt at an Easter egg. Terrible. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not petty at all. That's it, yeah. very valid. Of like, he doesn't need to be in this in any can way, I, shape, or form. Can I say something really embarrassing? Mm -hmm. You guys were talking about Roger, and I had to just go to IMDb and figure out who the heck Roger was because I just could not remember that character <laughs> at all. <laughs> that's he was like Roger, he was. He was, he was like, forgettable Roger though. In this movie? Yes, she fired him in the car. He then yeah. got out the car, and then we forgot about him for the rest of the movie. Whereas Anita was popping in and out of scenes yeah. as a reporter, yeah. so she was a little bit more memorable. And Anita, I also, like I said, it made sense because, like, in like the original, because I haven't seen like the live action one with Glenn Close, mm -hmm. but I remember watching like the cartoon one when I was a kid, and I remember yeah. it was always. Cruella was like Anita's old friend and Roger mm -hmm. didn't like her. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, it makes sense that Anita's here. They know each other. They gave Anita stuff to do. They brought her into the action. Yeah. I loved all of that. But yeah, I was like, who, Roger, who invited him? Why is he here just to get fired? Yeah. And, and it's and Roger's so random. He just, like, no knock to the actor, but he just looks like a regular, like, a background character. Like, he just looks like an extra instead of somebody who's be like, oh, I know exactly who that's going to be, or they're, they stand out to me in some form or fashion. And you know what's really interesting about it is, so, like, I just, uh, like, Austin, I, I hopped over to IMDb. Um, it's played by Kaven Novak, who plays Roger, and he is one of the leads in the FX show What We Do in the Shadows, which is that comedy vampire show, which is really, really good. So he has, like, a comedic talent to him, and the way you used that was, like, you fall down. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's that's all that that was and it, it could have been so much more yeah and you could have given him lines or i don't know you could have maybe hinted at the reason why he doesn't like corella for some reason but you just kind of like left it and made us do the homework which is fine but seems a little half-hearted yeah because i nailed the homework so <laughs> yeah. i'm thinking about it more now too and i'm like it also doesn't really set up why he hates cruella like when no. he's in the future because she was fairly nice to him in the office and then she gave mm -hmm. him a puppy but also 
why did Corella give him a puppy? They barely know each other. Right. True. Because they were just, they knew each other in passing. So yeah. wait a minute. That's making, wait a minute. It's all kind of hitting me. <laughs> this man was singing the Cruella DeVille song at the end, but he had no real reason for singing the Cruella DeVille song nope. at the end. No. Nope. She, just she just gave, gave you a puppy. puppy. She yep. gave you a nice puppy and you were like, oh man, fuck that puppy. And then it was like, Cruella DeVille, Cruella. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Slow down there, Roger. What's going on? I mean, that's a very good way to put it. And the other thing is, is it's like, why did she just give away the puppies like that? I mean, was it like a save me from myself? I'm and a fiend. Wait, and I can can't... you ship dogs like that? I also I don't see no holes in that box. There was no holes. The guy just came up and was like, here goes the dog. Mm, and she you were like, wait a minute. These puppies in this house, I'm going to make them into mittens. So <laughs> better give them away. Otherwise, <laughs> there's going to be a whole thing. Like, I just don't understand. I mean, it's just such a random gift. And again, to somebody you don't really know. Yeah. But at all. Um, so um, I am going to break up Jen's list with something okay. from my list, okay. which is, can we talk about the level of emotional abuse that Corella enacts on Jasper and Horace throughout this entire thing? Yes. She is, for someone who is like, oh, I'm going to be such a good person. She is actively shitty to those two people. And that is just... I don't understand what the message is there. Like if you stick around and you take it, maybe you'll make it to the top. Like, I don't understand what the point is of that particular lesson with those two. Um, I mean, I get that they are for the majority of this, the moral compass, mm -hmm. but when does it turn? Does it just, I just, it, it just makes a whole litany of confusing and makes my head spin at just how she just, they just kind of sit there and they're like, this is our life now. Well, there's also the weird love interest yeah. maybe between Cruella and Jasper. Like she was like, oh, that's the thing I love about you. Like she said it multiple times. And I was like, yeah, okay, clearly there's something there, but they're not really hinting at it. But like, okay, but they never built upon that. I mean, I like the idea of Jasper and Horace saying, I don't like the way she's been treating us because yeah. that's realistic. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. cool. I like that. But also, I don't think she ever got better really like what put her in charge or any i didn't understand that part i mean the only thing that made it redeemable it felt like was that like oh great you saved them from jail yep that undoes all of the shitty things you've made them do over the course of the past 30 minutes like and that then we'll continue to do yeah. in the future because yeah, right. somehow those people who are you know jasper and horace are, have expressed you know disgust at cruella and then now like like you were saying earlier, now they're like kidnapping Dalmatians and all that shit for her. Like, where did that happen? Where's their origin story? Um, well, yeah. yeah. Jasper and Horace, the origin story. Yeah. That's, and the other thing is like, they kept forgiving her. And this is the other thing that I think that it's kind of like uh, Horace and Jasper adjacent is this whole thing like with um, like the mental health component of this, mm. which I just found kind of mind boggling, which is it's like, oh, well, she's going through her stuff with her mom that's not permission to be a dick. It's like not. that's just not yeah. permission to be rude to other people. Like your stuff is your stuff and you're responsible for kind of sorting it out and you can ask for help. And there's, I mean, this is, this is a whole other thing, but like, it's just, it feels weird that that it's just such like a, Oh, we're going to give her a free pass. Like just because she's dealing with, you know, her own set of stress, but that's just, that doesn't give you permission to be, like I said, it doesn't give you permission to be a dick. Yeah, especially when they first meet when they're kids, too, and she's, like, crying about her mm -hmm. mom because her mom had just died, like, ten minutes ago at this point. And she processed that. Yeah. Like, yep, moving on. 
And the kid versions of Jasper and Horace were like, oh, like we remember how it is. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. also had a tragic backstory. They're also living on the streets as yeah. children. Mm-hmm. But the second she's having like, my mom, the Baroness is really my mom. And my mom died from Dalmatians and all this. They're like, I guess we just exist to serve you. Yeah. 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 That's weird. That's weird. That's very it's weird. weird. I did not care for that. Yeah. Yeah. It is a disconnect. And I think that they could have done. Of course, Disney, they're making this movie and they know kids are going to see it because it's based off of a children's movie. So, of course, they have to throw something in there real quick to say, hey, it's not nice to treat your friends like this. And she has a reason why she's treating her friends like this. But always remember, don't treat your friends like this. But also remember, she's going to skin these puppies. So, like, it's kind (laughs) of like it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. And I don't know what you Disney. This is too many lessons at once. I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. It's a lot. And they kept using the word like psycho over and over and over again, too, which I thought was a very interesting choice in word. Not like my mom's like you could even I mean, you introduced the word narcissist. It's a PG-13 movie. Most of us are going to pick up on this. Mm -hmm. But they it went from like, oh, she's a narcissist to like, oh, she's a psycho. It's like, oh, my God, can you just dial it back? Just a a hair, please. So. But those are two things I think that are from my list. Austin and Marcus, anything from your list of things that just kind of irked you about this movie top to bottom? I have one very specific one. Oh, okay. yeah. Right at the end, you mentioned the parachute skirt earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so she has this ploy to trick the Baroness into pushing her over the cliff or whatever. She parachutes down. And then somehow in the time that it takes the police Mm -hmm. to come arrest the Baroness and bring her to the front of the building, Uh Cruella has parachuted down into the water, come back Mm -hmm. up, gotten into her Cruella outfit because she was dressed as Estella before, you know, did her hair, Yep. Did her make did her whole fancy in the in the time that it took to walk from the cliff to the front of the mansion. Yeah. That like very specific. Yeah. But I had <laughs> and issues. That, and that boat, that boat was not a that boat was not a motorboat. That boat was a regular, he had a paddle. So like there's no <laughs> yeah. way in hell he paddled all those ferocious waters and was able to make it back to the car to do all that other stuff with her. So that I guess she was like changing in the boat. Like what? Like, how does that even work? And the boat is like this big. So both (laughs) of y'all just, that's impossible. And not to mention, how is he supposed to know exactly where she's going to fall? Because there's a huge, there's a thick layer of fog between the, where the ocean is and like halfway between where the cliff is. Mm -hmm. So she can't, he can't even be like, well, I hope this is right. Like that should have taken a, like at least a few hours for them to sort out where he was supposed to be. They also made that fall that she did really sexy. Like they made it like a, she was like, it was like a ballerina type fall off the thing where she did like this. And then that's when I knew the the skirt was like this thing. And I was like, okay, I mean, like, that's yeah. cool and all, but. Yeah, she I did the think... Kingdom Hearts fall. Like yeah, but she fell straight down and flipped around backwards and went down. That's what she did. <laughs> Is that not oh, how that works in real life? Did, did her mom, did her mom fall like that? Did her mom do like a little sexy fall, like, like right off the, the thing? Like. It was yeah, that was that's a good point, Austin. That's a great point. That is a very great yeah. point. Not mm-hmm. to mention, and I'll add something to your point. Not to mention, Horace, the last we see him, he's in like the mansion, he's in the in the castle, whatever yeah. it is, which means he has to sneak off, drive down, push the boat into water, row out there, and all in that same amount of time, like how long this goes back to like pacing and timing that, that we've talked about before. Like how long are we really supposed to be sitting there mm-hmm. and figuring this out? So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's bizarre. 
one of the things I didn't like is, is <clears throat> okay, I get it. When you label somebody as a genius, you know that they can apparently do anything. In a movie, all you have to do is say, this person is a genius, and then they can get away with whatever follows that statement. So yeah. because she was a genius and she could sew, apparently she could put together anything, like these outfits, a freaking parachute. You mean to tell me she put together a parachute? I'm pretty sure there's some aerodynamics there that like she did not take into account. But because she was a genius and she had a, a sewing kit or a a like a the, the sewing machine, like she could do all of these things. Some of the stuff felt unrealistic. Some of the scenes felt a little bit dragged on. Um, and I just felt like they could have cut a lot of things short, like her training montage as a as a um the lower level employee. <laughs> They spent like 20 minutes on that storyline of her trying to get that guy's attention who was, once again, they introduced this character, her boss, that I felt like that was a waste of time to introduce him like that. Like, uh -huh. they really made it feel like they were going to have this full conversation. Never had it. She just got caught, and then she got called up by the Baroness, and like that was a whole thing. I don't know. It was just a lot. That's just, it's just weird, top yeah. to bottom. And again, yeah. I think, it, is the lesson from this supposed to be, like, don't follow directions and you'll get rewarded? Like, I, I'm just, I'm confused. In a, in a movie, and maybe it's just because it's Disney, and they're, like, chock full. They're in the lesson business because they do, like, kids' movies. Like, is this just like how many lessons are you going to try and jam in here? And and who's again to back to Jen's point, who is this for? Because yeah. at some point in time, it just feels weird. Like, yeah, you should fall outside the status quo. But yeah, just really say, fuck your boss and do what you want to do. And you'll get rewarded for that, believe it or not. Like, it just seems weird. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Jen, anything else that you like? What other things do you have on your list? I'm very curious. And, yeah, and again, I live in Petty Town, so if you got Petty, petty bring it on. Town. Well, sort of like what you were saying when you were kind of like, Well, what's the lesson here? I was kind of struggling with what this movie was trying to say in terms of like nature versus nurture. Like, they're like, oh, Cruella yeah. is evil because her mother is evil, but also she's evil because her mother was killed by Dalmatian. So I'm like, which is it? They're like, she was born bad because the Baroness is her mother, and that's why she's A, a fashion genius, because apparently that's hereditary, and then B, like a bad, evil person. <laughs> but then they're also saying, like, she's evil because of the trauma that happened to her. So I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Which one is it? They were trying to have it both ways. Yeah. Jim has a great point. Yeah, a very point. great point. Here's a point. They're having this final scene between the Baroness and Cruella. And she says, I should have known there was something about you that's so special. You're just like me. And I was like, I didn't know fashion or knowing fashion was something that could be passed down in the bloodline. I just didn't know that that was a thing. You didn't know that? That's, no. I mean, that's, I, that is how Gucci got started top of the line. a long line of designers. Thank you, I Doug. Wayne. I had no idea. I've, I had done no my, I've done my design homework. So. Doug and Disney. Thank you, Doug and Disney. I learned something new today. <laughs> Well, and do you realize how quickly she walked away from her, like her non-biological mom? How quickly she was like, well, the Baroness is my mom. I mean, I still love you, I guess, but I'm yeah. going to go deal with this. Like, what? <laughs> like you, for the majority of this, this has been a tale of vengeance. And you've been trying to get vengeance on this woman for killing your mom. And you realized you did it. And it's just, you're right, Jen. This top to bottom is just kind of like, wait, what? What are you trying to do here? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't didn't care for that. Also did not care for that at all. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. There you have it. Yeah. Well, what else you got? Um, my other like petty petty one is yeah. just that 
Cruella is born with naturally black and white hair. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? This is what I was saying earlier too, where I'm like, is it for kids? Because it's so cartoony. Like we have to suspend disbelief for that. But then also the rest of the movie, she's like, I don't know, supposed to be this badass or whatever. And you also pointed out in your intro too, where she was dying her hair, but then she was also wearing wigs. There were so many wigs. What? Why did you have so the red hair as a wig? Wigs. So many wigs. I was like, first of all, the wigs were bad. This is so just bad. like, they, the wigs were so bad. I was like, that is a wig. Every time she got on the screen, I was like, that's a wig. Like, that's a wig. And and then she yeah. she specifically dyed her hair with the paste. And I was like, okay, I get how she gets the red hair because that's what it's like in the trailer. And then she comes out of nowhere and it's perfectly split right down the middle. Pure white, pure yep. black. Yep. Which means she would have had to dye her hair back to its original black and white. Right. Yeah. Unless she like stripped out all that dye, which I don't. I'm not sure if they know, were able to do that in 1960. No, and it's never yeah. that successful even now. So like, I don't know. Thought <laughs> <laughs> her a genius, so now man, she can This dye is her not hair. my area of expertise. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. That's true. I'm, my hair situation is like, well, is it. Receding or advancing? Receding again? <laughs> nope, there you have it. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing is like, or and even to make the red hair dye, like it's gonna look weird, right? I mean, yeah. this yes. is lighter. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. be more concentrated over here and ha- maybe harder to see over here. That's just, it, that's just, it was just a lot for us to have to to figure that out. I mean, I'll forgive her for being a child and hair and using that's hair true. dye for the we first time. But we are holding an eight-year-old accountable yeah. for making adult decisions. But then all she had to do was dye the white half of her hair black. Yeah. I don't know why she Bingo. brought red into the equation. Go. She brought a whole what's black and right, white and red all over a newspaper. No, Cruella. Like it's, yeah. like, it's, it's yeah. a lot going on. It's a, it's a. I think the biggest thing in all of this is the inconsistency. There yeah. are certain scenes where like okay, the scenes are great, the moments are great. Like it's very. Devil Wears Prada is my movie. I like that movie. I've watched it like over a hundred times, but like, it's very much so they try to not focus on the fashion too much. And soon as they start really diving into the fashion, they want to remind you like, oh, Cruella is being traumatic. And don't forget that this is Cruella, but like fashion, but like music. <laughs> and it's like, oh, but it's, it's a lot going on here yeah. in two and a half hours. Uh, yeah, and a lot to keep track of in two and a half hours. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say about the hair dye, and again, I'm holding an eight year old accountable for <laughs> making adult decisions, but she wasn't going to take the white clothes off at all. I mean, she basically <laughs> ruined that her. shirt. That's her she only basically- shirt. Yeah, it it's not like she's got a shitload of shirts. She's an orphan. Like it's not like she's got like a suitcase of stuff she's pulling from. She just dumped it on, and I was like, you can tell I'm a dad because I went, oh, that's gonna go everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> just like right away, like that's gonna get on everything. Yeah. Um. So well, uh, ladies, gentlemen, anything else that's worth mentioning about Corella before we move to sort of our last little bit with uh with kind of tackling this thing can we talk about the cgi dogs a bit you brought yes. them up at the yes. beginning oh, i'm so yeah. glad you brought that up <laughs> lots of cgi doggy lots of cgi dogs and i don't know why you did it <laughs> did you just not have access to dalmatians are they extinct is there a crisis that i don't know about no because the first or the 101 dalmatians from the 90s made everyone want dalmatians and then it fucked up the breeding of, of dalmatians and now they're all in shelters that oh, is a true story. What? They fucked oh up. Oh my god! So, uh, yeah, when uh, the, the, the '90s 101 Dalmatians came out, um, 
it like increased the popularity of Dalmatians. Everyone wanted Dalmatians. Sure. So, bre so breeders were breeding Dalmatians without the, I don't know. I'm not super far into this. I don't know super yeah. in depth, but it, breeders started breeding them for the looks more than for the other aspects Ooh. of the breed. So oh, they sure. actually ended up kind of messing around with the genetics of Dalmatians. And uh, and then because they were a fad, because this movie came out was super popular, they became a fad. They just ended up in shelters, basically, because that's what Damn. happens with that. So, oh my God, yeah, that's terrible. That is fucking sad. So they yeah. could have found some Dalmatians somewhere, is what I'm getting <laughs> from this. Like whether that's and again, I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure we take away the point, which is like, yeah, I mean this. This has some impact. And, and you made a choice to to CGI them because they're maybe they were being more aggressive. But again, that goes back to Jen's point of like, why? Or I'm not sure if it was Jen or Austin who made like, why was that your attack dog? Yeah, like, and even yeah. even with Buddy, her her closer dog, there was this weird. Okay, the CGI was weird. Yeah, and it was like it's not weird. It's very noticeable. On CGI on a dog mm -hmm. because the way that the fur moves and the way that animals mm -hmm. move in a movie, you have to be like, I mean, that's kind of hard to pin down. The other thing was the relationship between Buddy and her. It was like almost like they didn't they were developing this relationship where Buddy knew what was going on, mm -hmm. but then they never really gave it a full circle moment. No. Not or at all. anything like that. It was just like Buddy knows that something's up with Cruella or whatever, but they never made it like an official thing. The only real yeah. dog I think it was was the one-eyed dog. I never saw Wink. the CGI with yeah CGI for Wink. He seemed like that was the only real dog. Probably when he like jumped from like the right. the second. Yeah, floor. I was gonna yeah, say yeah, when yeah, that yeah, was yeah, CGI. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but he was right. dressed like a yeah. rat. I think he was CGI. Yeah. That oh, sense. that's a good point too. Yeah, that was a good point. But I liked I liked when this the CGI dog thing for a movie that is eventually this movie's not about dogs. This one is about fashion, but the future movies is about dogs, and you have CGI them all. Like, granted, this may have been shot in a pandemic, maybe. Dogs in a pandemic is hard to find. I'll, I'll toss it up, but Disney, y'all got more than enough damn money to go find some real damnation, damnations, real damnations, <laughs> real damnations, and bring them on set. Right, but again, even like you made that choice with Wink, right? Like you made the choice to say, like, okay, when he's doing this one thing, he's CGI. The rest, it's going to be real. Mm -hmm. Did you did you not want to have to try and train a Dalmatian to to try and do the same thing? Were they not in it enough to make that juice worth the squeeze? It just it just seemed odd like really odd to just have so much cgi dog in there um and i think again what what bugs me about the movie and the choices they made with the dogs is like yeah marcus this is about fashion but the common thread through all of this is, is like this isn't a new character uh -uh. it's not like we're walking in and being like oh well i've never heard of this woman before tell mm -hmm. me more like it's we know what she's gonna do later mm -hmm. like we've seen the future a little bit on this mm -hmm. one so why why that and why 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 make the choices with the dogs if you didn't want us to think about it well i, I think here's here's what i really think if we're looking at it from a business perspective disney looks disney labels all of these movies like beauty and the beast these live action movies as the classic reimaginings of of classics oh sure and so it could be they're trying to tell a new story that is completely different from the original so she's not a dog killer in this one but she is like big bad cruella but i don't know like oof, disney has a lot on their plate so it's kind of hard to forget about the originals and not take into account like this lady's gonna eventually become a puppy killer 
And like, she's a monster, but she's marketable because she's a badass rebel. She's and monster, that's what she's got. She's got her own issues, guys. She's a monster, but her mom and the son was in her eyes. Here's she's why she's a monster. She just her mom died, y'all. She can skin the puppies because her mom died. <laughs> I know you need a therapist for to be in a jail for somewhere. tears when she's thinking about her mom. Like if that's what she needs them for. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's just bizarre. It's, a lot. it's just yeah. very, very bizarre. But that's, that's awesome. That is a great point. There's, there's a lot of CGI dog in this that maybe we didn't necessarily need. Um, anything else to wrap up the bad before we move into our next segment of analyzing this particular movie, which is what we call the ugly, or really like if you were in the director's chair, or if you were behind the, or if you were in the writer's room, or if you were at all made involved in the production of this, what would you do differently? Um, and kind of like TikTok, I'll go first, uh, just to kind of <laughs> set the stage. Um, this is this is how I feel the, about it. The, the. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Mario. laughs> Go ahead. That, uh, okay. that, sure? joke was, that joke was, yeah, go ahead. That was such a dad joke. I'm very proud of myself for it. So Okay. All right. I'm proud of I'm, you too. Then. I'm good. Right. Um, so the way that I, the things that I would have done differently is I would have just picked, I would have consolidated this down and make it a little easier because I think like we've kind of all touched on at some point in time over the course of this podcast. It's like, it's two and a half hours mm. and there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of things to have to keep track of. And there's a lot of things that's like, wait, what but then there's this and i would have just committed to pick one thing pick it's yeah. like it's the dalmatian thing or it's the it's the it's the competitiveness and dealing with trauma thing like it's just pick one thing and stick with it and just make it a little bit more concise um and i think it would have been a little bit easier um, I also would have really appreciated if maybe they made it so that Corella had a little bit more leverage over some of these folks, mm. because as I'm thinking about it, like she walks into this next movie and this next, the next time we see her as having a lot of control and having a lot of power that she gets to wield over people like Horace and Jasper and Anita and others. And there's never a moment where I'm like, oh yeah, well that's how she's got them in her pocket. Like mm -hmm. I've never fully understood that because the way they tell this version of it is she does. They don't owe her a, a damn thing. Like it's not like they, she gave them a place to stay. It's not, there's just none of it that, that she really did there that I was like, Oh, okay. So that's, that's what I would do a little bit differently is maybe set up how she has a little bit more power with this going forward. And then on top of that, just pick a lane and kind of stick with it. But others on what you might do differently. <laughs> Anyone want to dive in? <laughs> I feel like for me, I I, I would have added something. Now, if you give us two hours and thirty minutes, I feel like I would have snipped some some moments down a little bit less, and I would have started the movie maybe looking at Cruella in the future. Like, hey, this is yeah. me. This is where I am. This is who people think. Like, okay, if I'm Disney and I want to stray away from the puppy killer thing, I'm like, hey. I'm Cruella. People think I'm this person, but what they don't know is the full backstory. So, like, then maybe we flash back, and then the entire movie is this flashback sequence leading up to who Cruella is now and how she's gotten to where she is. Where then maybe can Disney Disney can scrub that whole bad puppy 
skinning thing. Like they can they can do something else and be like, I've never really done that. That's who they think I am, and I'm not that. But I'll play the villain if I have to. Like, okay, cool, I can take that, and and maybe it makes you a little bit more of a relatable character. And maybe it also makes you just a plain psychopath because you just who claims being a puppy killer? Like that's weird. But that's yeah. kind of where I was starting. Yeah, I agree with that. Those are really good suggestions. I feel like I don't have anything. No, that's totally fine. Insightful. I just, I think my thing was I started to lose interest a little bit as a viewer, kind of in the like the middle section. It was just a lot. I I didn't really, as much as I liked the the reveals of Cruella's like costume, I really liked like the dump truck thing, that kind mm, yeah, of thing. That was really just, cool. As that much was, as I yeah. liked those moments, I didn't really understand. Well, I mean, I understood. I didn't really care <laughs> too much yeah. about yeah, it sure. you know so it just felt kind of from when she got the job with the baroness kind of to what the heist the big heist at the towards the end it was just sort of the same thing after after yeah. over and over and over again yeah yeah so yeah. I, yeah I probably would have trimmed up a little bit of that but I really like uh that suggestion of kind of starting from the future and going back yeah. because they kind of do it anyway. They just don't go mm-hmm. right. far enough in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. So it would have, I would have loved it. I almost thought when they, she first started reading, I thought she was telling the story, which I thought would have been really cool. Marcus was as she's going over the cliff in her car. Ah, yeah. Let me tell you how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> like an old BET movie. That would have, yeah. that, that would have been, that would have been really neat to be like going over the cliff. You're in the car following it's slow motion. It's like, well, how did I get here? And just I kind of like wondering how I got here. Right. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That's such a different, that's such a different story. Um, but yeah, I think you, I mean, and what was the point of that scene where they were in the, in the Baroness's like, um, I don't want to say sweatshop, but that's all I can think of. Like the, <laughs> the, where she was, they were sewing all the dresses who are, yeah. um, yeah. and they horse break in and like, let's mess with the guard. Well, bye. Like that's yeah. it. Like that's. I mean, I get that. That's the the. It didn't advance the plot, and it was just kind of there. I mean, you could have trimmed scenes like that and really made up for it with like leaving a card that says "I was here" signed Corella, and she yeah. finds it later. Like you can do accomplish the same thing, but not as yeah. long. So, but Jen, anything that you have that you might change differently? Don't have to have anything, but if you do, yeah, I honestly think I would cut the part where the Baroness is Corella's mother because I did laugh out loud at that reveal, and I was like, <laughs> "You gotta be kidding me." Uh, we're two hours into the movie at this point and you're throwing a new plot point at me. Like, yeah. I just can't, I can't yeah. deal with it. Ta-da! And I feel like yeah. the Baroness was a good enough villain as is. Oh, yeah. She was kind of like, I don't know. She was kind of the villain that Cruella was in the first, like 101 Dalmatians movies where it's yes. like, she's just evil. You just don't bad. need anything else. No. She's just evil and a little fabulous. And that's why you like her. <laughs> right. That's true. And yeah. so I felt like I didn't need her to be like, Cruella's real mother and that makes her extra bad because she was going to kill a baby or whatever like right. I just I was already like she was already the villain she was already the antagonist Cruella was yeah. already trying to like get her I just I didn't need that additional bit no not at all it, it definitely didn't change like, anything yeah my English teacher would have been pissed that's called introducing a new idea in your conclusion <laughs> like yeah. I didn't need that stuff at all like at all at all yeah so um yeah uh great that's i mean those are all fantastic yeah, ideas. Those are fire, y'all. would have improved it but the real question is do you recommend this to friends family others is this something that they should go and see especially in light of the 30 dollars price tag or going to a theater depending on where you live 
So I'm going to start with Marcus. Marcus, do you recommend that people go and see this movie? Because I saw it in a matinee and because this was the first time our theater was open since the pandemic, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say go see it in a theater. Now that $30, I didn't watch Mulan. So, (laughs) you know, I don't know about that part. I'll let Jen and Austin take it from there. But um, I want to say, yeah, I feel like it was good. Our movie ticket prices is not terrible at all. It was like $7. Went to go watch it. Went by myself. Enjoyed myself thoroughly just because it was a movie and I was just happy to be there. So I would say go watch it. It's a new story. That was what I did like about it. I forgot to mention that. It's refreshing because it was something. It's an attempt at something new. And I like that. For sure, for sure. Awesome. Um, I would say maybe wait till it's on Disney Plus if you can't go. Sure. Uh, if you can't go to a movie, um, I would say if you can go to a theater, like it's it's probably worth it. Like I don't know how many movies are being released right now, but it's mm-hmm. yeah. like a decent time. It's not. I don't think it's a bad movie by any means, but it's just kind of had there. some weak points. Yeah. yeah it, I, or just wait till it's just streaming on Disney Plus <laughs> without yeah, the thirty dollars price tag. <laughs> Jen? Yeah, same. I think it's perfectly fine. It's enjoyable. I've had the kind of same reaction to a lot of these live action Disney ones where they're not great, but they're not like offensive. They're just kind Mm -hmm. of a good way to spend a couple hours. I don't know if I would pay for this. I wouldn't recommend maybe paying for it, like doing Mm -hmm. the $30 Disney Plus thing. I wouldn't tell you to go do that Mm -hmm. if you haven't already. Like maybe you've already done that to watch it for this podcast say for example then you've already <laughs> paid but if you haven't seen it yet i would say wait till it's till it's free yeah. for sure for sure yeah. completely agree with you both everybody just all, in all of it it's just um i saw it in a theater so there was a little bit of that like oh cool i'm in a theater again um there's a small part of me that wishes that i didn't this wasn't the first movie i saw in a theater kind of <laughs> wish i would have seen a quiet place two first um, or something like that um instead but to Marcus's point, there hasn't been a lot of new stuff released, so it was nice to have something brand new in a theater that we could go and see. Um, definitely agree with the two of you. Like, don't pay the thirty dollars for it. Um, wait till it comes out on Disney Plus if you're not going to see it in a theater, just because that's such a high price tag for something that's that you can genuinely really is. Like, yeah. there is nothing. This isn't like you got to go see it now because everybody's talking about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not bad. It's certainly entertaining it's a it's a new version of something that we're used to so that's worth it but yeah i just i i would just wait and just hold off so um but to sum up uh cruella is in theaters where they are open and then it is also available on disney plus with that premium uh paywall uh in front of it um but we are reaching to the point where uh we are at the plug section of our particular podcast so i'm actually going to turn it over to jen and austin to talk a little bit um to our listeners about uh i hate your taste in movies so take it away jen and austin Sure. Austin. <laughs> sure. <laughs> she uh, normally does the plugging part on our podcast. That's sure. Oh. She's got all the handles. She knows everything. Green <laughs> professional, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. No pressure. Uh, yeah. I uh, hate your taste in movies. Uh, we release new episodes every Tuesday. Uh, it's Jen and myself and our friend Jackie. We have very, very different tastes in movies. Jen is a big horror fan. Uh, Jackie loves action movies. And I'm kind of something in between a lot of musicals a lot of just other stuff that happens to fall into that and um we force each other to watch some of our favorites and put our friendship to the test basically every week (laughs) um but yeah we're on twitter at um i hate your taste and on instagram at hate your taste pod 
That's Ooh. really cool. Um, follow, follow, has follow, follow, follow. Has <laughs> the friendship ever like been threatened at all with a particular movie? And if so, what movie? Jen. <laughs> What? <laughs> we have at the end of the episode, we do a friendometer to see if we're still in the Ooh. green or if it's in the red where it's like danger zone. And I think we've been pretty green lately. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I'll tell you about this podcast. We fight on the regular. And yeah. me and Doug Wagner yeah. are currently beefing because him and he, his opinion about Zack Snyder has been pissing me off. It's Ooh, look, we're fine. We're gonna make it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. This is conflict makes makes this all better. It's Whatever. good. It's well, I recommend the friendometer. Good to check in. Just kind yeah, of, good. you know. You might have to yeah. borrow that. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 absolutely fire. So you all are available where anybody can listen. Correct? Just yep. basically everywhere. Wherever Great. you listen yeah. to your podcast. Awesome! Awesome! Love awesome! It, love it! Love it! Um, Marcus, what do you have to plug, sir? Uh, y'all know the deal. You got to follow the mantra and the mantra is never offended. Always humble. Um, follow at underscore underscore the mantra on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter. All my socials are at Marcus J Destin. So you can go ahead and follow that. Interact with me. Talk with me. I'm, I'm probably going to tweet about my experience with 101 Dalmatians a little bit later, but, um, you never know what's going to happen. New merch is on the way. We're trying out some new logos. We just ordered some prototypes, so we got some new merch on the way um, with new logos. We got a lot of dope stuff. New music is on the way. Um, Soul Ties dropping. I'm going to be dropping it here very soon. Um, and this Patreon. Sign up for our Patreon. We do one free live once a month, um, and this was our free live this month, so y'all really uh, got a really good show um, from us. So sign up for the Patreon. You get a lot more cool stuff. We're going to start working on some merch and a lot of other dope ass things and you don't want to miss out brian roush we love you we miss you enjoy your vacation absolutely i am going to plug on behalf of brian roush so brian for those for our listeners brian's wife maggie runs a like a craft and food and just general like fun blog top to bottom um i know she's got some things that if you have a cricket or other things that are like a cricket gun to my head couldn't tell you the name of the other product that's opposite a cricket um but she's got really fun recipes she's got really fun designs there um and that is at the love so check out their stuff over there it is super super cool and rush. Um, the other thing that I have to plug is like Marcus said, um, this Patreon and our podcast overall, we drop on Fridays. Um, and so we got some great stuff coming up. Um, we're getting into blockbuster season, so there's some fun things to talk about. Um, and like Marcus said, the uh, the live stream component is really, really fun to do. Um, and we hope everybody's enjoying all the things we got going there. Um, and like we usually do, we don't give our guests a... First off, I really want to just give a big round of applause to Austin and Jen yeah. from I Hate the Taste of Movies. This was so much fun to have you guys on. This was really cool talking about this movie with you. Um, hopefully, we're able to do it again yeah. soon. But thank you all for joining us um, on this episode. Um, and like they said, check out I Hate Your Taste in Movies. Um, it's a definitely a cool listen. Um, so we, though, do here in Films in Black and White, 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 <laughs> Films in Black and White, have a three-step process to success. And I'm going to start with the first step. The first step is read a book. Any book. book doesn't matter. Just read one. Uh, mm-hmm. Pick up a book. It could be a comic book. It could be uh, like cookbook. a manual. It could be a cookbook. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Just read a book. It's read important something. that you do that. It's good for your brain. Um, it's good for where you are. It's just good for you in general. Um, mm-hmm. Marcus, do you want to let everybody know what our second step to success is? Our second step to success is very important. Almost as important as reading the book. It's drink <laughs> water. 
Got to yeah. drink some water. It's getting hot outside. You know what I mean? Yep. They don't open the world up whether we liked it or not. And you just have to drink water. You know what it's I mean? Important. It could be the cure to whatever. But like drink <laughs> drink water because when you sweat, you are what you sweat. So if you've been eating nothing but nasty foods with no water, you stink. Um, yeah. and, and I just, <laughs> you just you stink. Yeah. And you're going to have to drink some water. Okay. It's very yeah. important. Very important. The other step to this is it's really important as the world opens up. Yeah. Um, you're going to be out good. around people. And you've Take maybe been spending time in your house and you've maybe gotten used to, for lack of a better word, your own aroma. Mm. So it's just really important mm-hmm. to wash your ass. Yeah. Just I don't care yeah. how you do it. I don't yeah. care with what. I mean, some soap, a washcloth, whatever it is, yeah. just get up in it get and make sure there. that you wash it. Because at the end of the day, look, nobody wants to have to endure mm. Whatever it is you're bringing with you um, from your house, all your you troubles and out into the world, your trials and tribulations. Every time you sit down, everybody smells your trials and tribulations. And nobody yeah. wants to do that. Nobody so wants just, that. Nobody it's really important it. that you just read a book, drink some water, and step three: wash your ass. Um, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Films in Black and White. Uh, we will be back next week with another great episode and the triumphant return of Brian Roush. Um, in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all, and we will catch y'all next week. God damn! <laughs> this is great, y'all. <laughs> you had to get that in there. <laughs> <laughs>